Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The NFL is meeting today for their annual league meeting, and the reality of a 17 game regular season is creeping up. What are the pros and cons? How do the players view it? Plus, we take a look at how the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Eagles trade last Friday potentially impacts the Denver Broncos draft strategy here on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, senior NFL analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke. NFL. Make sure you guys are following the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on Facebook. And if you're a brand new listener to the show, if you're a returning listener and you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, you need to change that by going to your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or our good friends over there, radio.com. Hit that subscribe button for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage you get five days a week, all year long, 30 minutes or less. Appreciate you guys for tuning in here on this beautiful Tuesday all across Broncos country. The weather is warming up. It's a nice thing to see. Uh, We're going to get into our Broncos news and notes to start off today's episode of the show as Broncos GM George Payton, the scouting department, and coaches They're attending a lot of pro days, and the pro day circuit continues this week. It continued yesterday as Curtis Modkins, the Broncos running back coach, attended the North Carolina Pro Day as he kept an eye on running backs Javante Williams and Michael Carter. George Payton and company, they're skipping Alabama's second pro day today to attend Ohio State's where they plan on watching Justin Fields. And we're going to get into the conversation as to whether or not the Broncos may have interest in maybe potentially moving up for Justin Fields. Is there smokescreen going on right now? There's a lot of stuff right now leading up to the NFL draft that we have to analyze and kind of put under the microscope a little bit. But going back to the North Carolina Pro Day, Curtis Modkins, I think out of anybody that that analyzes, I mean, you have scouts that obviously do a lot of research on these players, but Curtis Modkins understands talent. He understands how to utilize it. He understands what he's looking for and what he envisions uh, for the players in his position room. Now, he didn't have much say in the whole Philip Lindsay move. That was more of an executive situation uh, for him, so not much input there. But for Modkins, one of the things I've noticed is that he does get a lot out of his players. He was also a candidate to be a potential offensive coordinator decided to stay with the Broncos this season. So he attended the uh, pro day to watch Javante Williams and Michael Carter. And, and ironically, on yesterday's episode, Locked On Broncos, Patrick Chiodi and I, we actually had a chance to draft Javante Williams. We took that and we ran with it. And, you know, Javante Williams is a type of player he can help you in pass protection. He's a bulkier guy. He's going to be a solid runner in between the tackles. He's fresh. And I think that, look, if you really have a three running back committee, if you go by a running back by committee approach, which, look, I imagine the Broncos, they could look at this year, especially with Melvin Gordon being on one year remaining on his deal. It wouldn't hurt the Broncos to have a little bit of, you know, parity between everybody else. You know, being able to have options because Melvin Gordon can offer you certain things in between the tackles, outside the tackles, as a receiver in the screen game. You can also make the argument maybe Mike Boone could kind of rise up to the occasion a little bit, be that one cut guy that you get on the inside and or even on the cutback on the outside on counterplays to be able to make those plays there. He's gonna play a big role on special teams. But I have a strong vibe that the Broncos are still looking at drafting a running back in this year's NFL draft because there's going to be a competition between Royce Freeman, 
Levante Bellamy, and even this rookie running back at the Broncos do decide to do that. And out of all the backs out there available, everyone's talking about Najee Harris. Everyone's talking about Travis Etienne. In an ideal world, it would be nice if the Broncos were in a position to get those guys. And they still could be, right? They could. Denver could trade back and acquire an additional first, maybe a second-round pick. Will those guys go in the first? I imagine either Najee Harris or Etienne would go in round number one. There's also a chance that the Jaguars, with their additional first-round pick, could choose Etienne to reunite with, uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, who is the consensus number one overall selection this year's NFL draft. That's the talk right now, and it would be completely shocking if Jacksonville went with a different quarterback at pick number one. I mean, I think everybody around the league would be shocked, but then again, nothing would surprise me anymore. Uh, so, you know, I think that the additions of Javante Williams or even Michael Carter could add a boost to the Broncos running back room Curtis Modkins getting to know those guys better than anybody else can envision the fit for that position room, can envision that fit within the offense. And so I think the Broncos will really trust what Curtis Modkins has to say when it comes to the running back position and those two guys there. But the pro day circuit doesn't stop there, folks. George Payton and company, they are skipping Alabama's second pro day where Mac Jones is going to throw again. Denver didn't get a chance to attend there. They're going to have some scouts attending the Alabama second pro day to watch Mac Jones throw, but it's not going to be George Payton. George Payton is actually going to Ohio State where they plan on watching Justin Fields. And this has been an interesting conversation all throughout the draft process is where Justin Fields is ranked. Now, during the college football season, I'd say that it was Trevor Lawrence 1, Justin Fields 2. That was the common consensus. But now you've started to see a little bit of a paradigm shift from some executives that have put out there that Zach Wilson is their quarterback too. When you look at Justin Fields' play, he has played better competition in comparison to Zach Wilson. You can make that argument there. You could also make the argument that Justin Fields maybe could have benefited from another year at Ohio State, but he's still a prolific player. He's a very accurate quarterback. He's a sizable guy. He's got athleticism. He can run it. You can really design a lot of different things in your offense with a player like Justin Fields. And one of the criticisms that he's received is that he locks onto his one target. I think that's just a product of what Ohio State's offense replicates down there with Ryan Day. Now, could the Broncos have interest in potentially moving up for Justin Fields? Right now, I think when you look at the NFL draft board, Carolina, they're in a position to pick ahead of the Broncos. They want a quarterback, and they could go Mac Jones. Look, I, I've been saying it too with, uh, you know, with Mac Jones working with Matt Rule and company there at the Senior Bowl. It makes a lot of sense. They've got a little bit of familiarity already. It could be that. Now, I'd be completely shocked if Mac Jones goes before Justin Fields. I want to be on record of saying that. Trevor Lawrence going at one. Number two, the common consensus right now is that it'll be a player like Zach Wilson going to the Jets. At pick number three with the 49ers there, there's a lot of talk about it being Trey Lance. But then again, there's also Justin Fields' question because Justin Fields has taken part in the Kyle Shanahan summer camps called the QB Collective, and he's worked with them. There's some familiarity there. So there's a lot of smokescreen right now. We don't know what the San Francisco 49ers are up to. They don't want to tip their hand. But Justin Fields is a possibility for them at that point. Now the Atlanta Falcons come into question at four. Could the Broncos maybe trade up 2-4 with Atlanta. Can Atlanta move back? Would Atlanta be willing to move back? There's talk about Atlanta going with a quarterback, right? There's also talk about them going with an offensive lineman as well. So I think it could fall either way. But I think that the Broncos, they're really going to have to gauge the interest from these other teams ahead of them. If they are really sold on Justin Fields, if they really want quarterback at pick number nine or they want to move up, that's going to be a decision that George Payton will make. And I imagine he'll do what it takes without being reckless. How much would you have to give up though? That's a big question. I'm not quite sure how to answer that. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into a conversation regarding the NFL holding their annual league meeting today 
and tomorrow. And one of the big topics is the 17th regular season game being added. We're going to analyze the pros and cons. We're going to look at it from a player's perspective. We're going to look at it from an executive perspective as well, coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That is our good friends of their BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NFL season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And as we continue with today's episode of the show, folks, just a reminder that you can get all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. He updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. And if you're a Colorado sports fan, I highly encourage you guys check out Locked On Nuggets with the addition of Aaron Gordon. Adam Matas and Matt Moore have you covered on a pick and roll action as it pertains to the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, Jamal. Murray and Michael Porter Jr. forming a big three, but with the addition of Aaron Gordon, do the Nuggets have a big four that can help propel them to an NBA Finals appearance, potentially an NBA championship, as the team looks to get back to the Western Conference Finals? With that said, let's continue our discussion here on today's episode of the show. Today's a big day across the National Football League today and tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday. But big news around the NFL is that the NFL is holding their annual league meeting today and tomorrow. There's a variety of different topics that they plan on discussing pertaining to player discipline, pertaining to the NFL schedule. There is a strong chance a 17th regular season game will likely be added. Some other rule changes and proposals there. Could we see progression maybe on the 4th and 15th rule instead of an onside kick? There's some hope there, so we're going to continue to evaluate all options. We'll keep you guys updated as we become a little bit more aware of what the NFL decides and what owners vote on at the annual league meeting here today and tomorrow. But let's talk about the uh, the big elephant in the room here, and that is the 17th regular season game that is likely to be added, and that will begin here in 2021. The NFL, the owners, they're all going to vote on that today, and there's a strong likelihood that it will pass, which means that the AFC will host the NFC this year. The NFC will host the AFC next season. And what this means for the Broncos, if this does in fact pass, the Broncos will host the Detroit Lions in Week 17. A brand new identity for them. They're undergoing a culture rebuild, a new head coach, a new quarterback with Jared Goff. It'll be really interesting to see how things play out. And I also think there's an interest in terms of why they added a non-conference game as a 17th game of the regular season. So that, that to me is kind of up in the air. We'll talk about that in a moment, but I wanted to go through the pros and the cons and the player side before we get into that. Now, when we analyze the pros of this potential move, you could see that with the new TV deals set forth, that there will be more revenue for the league. That means an increased salary cap. That means more money to the players. That's always nice. However, the widespread concern around the national football league and even on the NFL PA side of things is that there is an extra game added to an already grueling season, right? The NFL has 16 regular season games. You get one bye week, and now you're adding in a 17th game. And I just want to throw a little bit of a reminder out there. Emmanuel Sanders, a couple years ago, when he was traded from Denver 
to the San Francisco 49ers. He actually played in 17 regular season games because he played in Denver, then he played in San Francisco. So he had all of those games that he had played all the way through the Super Bowl where they lost. So he played a really grueling season coming off of a torn Achilles. And he even talked about how grueling it was to be able to, to not really get a break. He never got a break at all. So that was a big concern there. But the extra game already being added to a grueling season, we saw injuries decimate players and teams around the NFL last year. You can maybe factor in a little bit of non a you know a non-traditional offseason program could have contributed to it. Yeah, you can make that argument there, but it just wasn't the the right circumstances I think for players. So there is a lot of concern and when the new CBA was being voted on last year, the 17th game was a big reason why it was close to not passing. When you look at the disparity between the votes that were approved and votes that disapproved, the biggest hangup was the new CBA in terms of the 17th game being added. Players are very vocal about player safety. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara was vocal on Sunday. Kareem Jackson was vocal yesterday about it. And here's the deal. You have these people, these average Joes on Twitter like Doug34579555 going out there and, and, and saying that these players are babies and things like that. I can tell you this, folks. If you've ever played the game of football, you understand how grueling. Because look, we've played, the most games I've ever played in season was 12. And it was grueling. I mean, the amount of care I had to have for my body. And look, I didn't get paid like NFL players got played. The amount of extra work you have to do to take care of your body in between practices and, and weeks. You you know, we, the fortunate thing for us in the 12 you know, 12 week regular season factor in the playoffs. So you have 12 games in a regular season. Then you have an additional two or three games playoffs championship, which we were fortunate enough to go to four times, by the way. But outside of that, it hurt. You know, we had the additional bye week, which helped. And I think that if the NFL somehow threw in an additional bye week for teams, that way they were evenly spaced. I think that you would have a lot more buy-in from players because you do get an extra week off. Now, when you're banging at, you know, in, in pads and you're at the highest level against the fastest, most physical players in the world, that takes a toll on your body, right? And I wanted to throw it back. Like I said, if you've ever played the sport of football, you know how grueling it is physically and mentally. It's very taxing and you have to pay your dues because at one given moment, it could all be over. We've seen that. We've seen players' careers end just like that. So there is extra concern about the safety of players from players. And you have average Joes getting pissed at them about it. Yes, you know what? It'll equate to more money for the NFL, for teams, for players. But at the end of the day, I what most players want, when you look at the NFL, some of the ongoing issues when it comes to insurance and benefits for players that are already retired and out of the NFL, that there are a lot of players that are fighting for that right rightful treatment. They're not getting it yet. That's an ongoing issue. So players want to be taken care of after they're done. And when you factor in the opportunity to, you know, essentially go through a grueling 17 game season, have playoffs, and then make it to the Super Bowl, you're playing more games in the most physical contact sport in the world in comparison to anything else, right? It's much different and it's much more taxing, as I mentioned. So there are a lot of players that I've spoken to personally around the NFL that do feel that way, that do feel like, hey, the NFL talks about player safety, but it doesn't feel like they're valuing my safety. It's all about money. It's a cash grab. And that's a big discussion right now. So we're going to continue to see throughout this week if this does pass, which there is a big time lean towards it passing. NFL insiders like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, they've talked about that on social media 
on TV that this is likely going to happen. So there will be a 17th regular season game going forward. I hold that concern. Now I can look at it from a, you know, an executive side of things. Look, we talk about money, but we also talk about the opportunity, I think, for the NFL to evolve, right? And if the NFL is so adamant about adding a 17th game, I think they really need to take a look at their injured reserve rules, player designations. I think you should be able to have an unlimited amount of players being able to come off of injured reserve. And I think that once they are ready to come off, they should be ready to come off and they shouldn't have to wait a certain period of time, even if they're fully healthy, to be able to come back. I think you need to see more roster exemptions. I think that the roster needs to increase tenfold. I think that you can have more guys in your practice squad. It creates more opportunities for player development. And if a player does go down, you have enough bodies to be able to do it. Because the NFL waiver wire, as it stands right now, you get one of those guys injured or you have to call somebody up and you have to release somebody, that kind of puts a wrench in everything. So it's a very complicated process. And I think for the executive side of things, it makes the NFL have to adapt. Now, will they? That's the big question, right? Because the NFL is is a ruler. It's a big-time money, multi-billion-dollar corporation, and they have say. The owners have say. But if the owners really do care about their players, you will see an adjustment to roster rules and exemptions, injured reserves, so on and so forth. And I think that there needs to be a strong lobby effort for an additional bye week, or at least maybe give teams a bye week before the playoffs begin. Because what happens in a non-conference game, AFC versus NFC, where really the only meeting is just an extra win or loss on your record, there's got to be some sort of incentive, right? Because the teams are already out of the playoffs, they're more than likely probably not going to play their starters. Teams that are in the playoffs are more than likely not going to play their starters. So it's going to be an additional preseason game at the end of the regular season, in my opinion. So there are things that I think that the NFL has to look at, and hopefully they do. If not, you're going to see uh, you know, quite the outrage this week here on social media. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our conversation about how the 49ers, Dolphins, and Eagles trade from last Friday potentially impacts the Broncos' draft plans. But before we do that, i got to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode, Locked on Broncos. There's are good friends over there, rockauto.com and Built Bar. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And rockauto.com, they're a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything that you could be looking for for your vehicle, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. You could get yourself brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And you get everything that you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your doorstep. And best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And our good friends over there at Built Bar, the amazing tasting, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. It is Built Bar Madness, and now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. And today's matchup, folks, is between cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. And this is tough because cookies and cream right now is a favorite to win the championship here in the Flavorful Four. But cookie dough chunk came out of nowhere. And I tell you what, if you really like cookie dough like I do, it is like taking a bite out of the cookie dough that you get at the store, blended with some chocolate. It is fantastic. And the winner of this will advance to the championship 
later on this week. And you can cast your vote by going to BuiltBar.com or also going to Twitter at Bar underscore Built and casting your vote today. And remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NFL Draft is just weeks away, and it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft Duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to, and the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast, folks. And speaking of draft news, speaking of draft talk here, we didn't get to really touch on it too much in yesterday's episode of the show, but I felt like it was imperative that we touch on it here today. And it's really analyzing how the San Francisco 49ers trade to move up to three, the Dolphins' decision to trade back to 12, the Eagles' decision to trade six to the Dolphins, and then move back to 12, Dolphins move up to six. How does this impact the Broncos' draft plans? And really, to be honest with you, looking at this, I mean, San Francisco, they have done an incredible job, I think, over the years of really trying to put themselves in a position. I mean, even they were maneuvering last year in the NFL draft uh, to be able to get their guys, you know, even Javon Kinlaw there. The Dolphins right now are sitting in a very good position in terms of overall capital. They have two first-round picks in 2021. The Eagles made a decision to trade back, and usually that's something we see happen on draft night, so kind of surprising to see them do that now. But anyways, the 49ers, they now sit at number three. The Dolphins sit at six, and the Eagles, they now sit at 12. So that changes the board quite drastically when you factor in Jacksonville at one, the Jets at two, 49ers at three, the Falcons, they're at four, the Bengals are at five, and then at pick number six, I mean, you have all the different discrepancies of the Dolphins, and then you had the Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, and then the Denver Broncos. How does this impact this trade? How does this impact the Broncos' potential draft plans? Well, you know, we kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier here in the show. If quarterback is what the Broncos really want, if the Broncos have their eye on a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Fields, will they be able to entice maybe a team like the Atlanta Falcons to be able to move up for one of those guys, barring the fact that maybe Atlanta doesn't want a quarterback themselves? Denver would have to get up to four, in my opinion, to put themselves in a position to have a quarterback. Now, the big hang-up is, who are the 49ers going to pick? Are they going to pick Justin Fields? Are they going to pick potentially Trey Lance? I mean, there's a lot of talk about those two guys being the main option. There's even some talk about Mac Jones. We know that the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. Which quarterback are they going to take? There's going to be one available for them when they're on the clock, so Denver would more than likely have to pass them up to be able to do that. Carolina, as we know, they were willing to part ways with a lot of first-round picks to get Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to really talk too much about him, but just to throw that situation out there is that Carolina was willing to go all-in for a quarterback like him. So they'd be in a position to trade first-round picks to move up if they also wanted a quarterback. So Denver, I think, is going to really have to keep an eye on Carolina when it comes to positioning the Atlanta Falcons as well. Now, This is all just speculation. We're talking about if the Broncos truly want a quarterback. Denver at this point, they could stay put at nine or they could look to trade back if they're really not sold on a quarterback in this year's draft. But I'm really intrigued to see what George Payton thinks of Justin Fields. I'm sure we're going to get some leakage coming out in in, the days ahead of the NFL draft where maybe the team might be leaning. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised because George Payton's really kept a tight lid on things. Loose lips sink ships. He's a big believer in that. So if you're in the know, if you're in the circle, you're going to know. But outside of that, nobody else knows what the Broncos are going to be doing. So I think that it's super important that we analyze what some other teams are doing here. 
I don't think the trade necessarily impacts Denver too much. However, I think that the Dolphins, they also might be willing to also trade back as well, right? Even though that they traded, you know, they had the 12th pick. They traded with the Eagles. The Eagles traded back to 12, and Miami was able to move up to 6. It, it kind of goes to show that they're trying to stockpile and maybe put themselves in a position to get talent there. Miami, at this point, I don't think would take a quarterback. I think that they're going to take Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, at wide receiver. I think those are going to be the options. I think Detroit is going to take Jamar Chase out of LSU. I think that's going to be kind of where everyone's going to mock him to. That's where I've got him mocked to. And then Carolina at quarterback. So Denver, you know, more than likely not in play for Micah Parsons. He'd be available there at nine, more than likely. Don't think that's going to be the case. think there's a lot of red flag concerns on him and some of that stuff has not gone away and that's going to be something that you know we we've obviously talked with with Trey Wingo and Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network on the Draft Insider show they addressed that that there are still many NFL teams that are concerned despite the fact they ran a 4.34 yard dash there is concern there Denver I think at this point I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they traded back and acquired an additional second round pick right there's still going to be some pretty damn good players available within the top 15 even in the top 20 you take one of those guys, you get an additional second round pick. It gives you the opportunity to add even more value. As George Payton has said, his mantra is drafting and developing players and building on those young players. You build your team through the NFL draft. You don't draft based on your need. You take care of those holes in free agency, which Denver did. So if there is the best player available and you factor in maybe expiring contracts for the Broncos after 2021, it might give you a better idea where they're going. I think that cornerback is still on the table for them with their first-round pick, regardless if they stay put at nine or whether they move up. I do think that can happen. So we're going to continue to monitor the NFL draft circuit here. Could we see some more trades come down the pike for some NFL teams as the weeks and days lead up to the NFL draft? We'll have you covered here. Locked on Broncos. Could the Broncos trade for a veteran quarterback? There's a lot of talk right now about what Sam Darnold's value is with the New York Jets. It could be a third-round pick. Denver wouldn't mind parting ways with one of those. But as time goes on, that contract option, the club option, you know, you only get Sam Darnold pretty much on a one-year rental. So you'd have to really kind of figure out if you want to sign him to a long-term deal after he comes in. That would mean that he would come in and compete with Drew Locke. And to be honest with you, it makes sense. If the Broncos really want a competition without being locked up, I think that you go in, you make the trade for Sam Darnold, you bring him in to compete with Drew Locke, and if he wins, then maybe you look at that. If he plays in 2021, if he wins the competition in training camp and wins games for Denver, then you look at the extension there, and you look at figuring out what you're going to do with Drew Locke, or if he comes in and doesn't do it, then look, guess what? If Drew Locke or Sam Darnold don't really kind of appeal to what Broncos fans or what Broncos executives want, then it gives you some options for the 2022 NFL draft. And there's a lot of people that are talking smack about the 22 draft class, but look, I think it's way too early to even say this class is good, this class is not good. We hear that same talk every year. A lot of people said the same thing about this year about some of these quarterback prospects, and now they're being talked about maybe going in the top five. So I like to let uh, you know the year play out. It's what have you done for me lately? But with that said, Broncos country, that will conclude today's episode of the show. We didn't get to do text message Tuesday today. There were a lot of things coming down the pike with the NFL that I wanted to talk about that were a little more pressing. So tomorrow's episode of the show, we will answer the text messages that you sent in at 303-529-6323. We're giving back when we call it Mailbag Wednesday with your text messages, your Broncos questions. But with that said, Broncos country, I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.